Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Heat Wave. 32 teams in 32 days. We are breaking down every single fantasy relevant player for the upcoming season. Today, we'll be focusing on the players that play for the Indianapolis Colts. I am your host, the Fantasy Plug, Tim Petropolis, editor-in-chief of BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Broto app. I am joined today by my brother, Michael, the king of this fantasy thing and lead fantasy analyst for Broto, and Mr. Matt Ward, the Dynasty Don and the Fantasy Encyclopedia himself, lead writer at Broto. Speaking of lead writer at Broto, the things that he writes appear on the Fantasy Football by Broto app, and we want you to please download that when you have the chance. It is completely free. You literally have nothing to lose. Try it out. We guarantee you you're going to love it. It is literally a tool that you – the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football and become your own expert. Yeah, we know what we're talking about, but that's just because we have the numbers to back up what we're talking about. Become your own expert and get things like fantasy player cards that has every stat you need on a player card, fantasy player grades, usage charts, start sit tools, also a who to draft tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, statistics, advanced statistics and exclusive statistics that you that you can only get in Broto, including true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup rankings. This app is free because of our patrons over at patreon.com. A big thank you to our patrons. You are the reason the Broto machine can keep pumping. Join now to support the show, the app, and join the best community in the freaking world for as little as $3 a month. You get a ton of extras, including an extra waiver wire show, access to Broto Leagues, proven DFS cash optimizers, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, the most unique fantasy leagues in the world, and access to the greatest community in the world, not just the fantasy world, the Broto community on Discord. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the app, please consider joining. Your contributions go so, so, so far. Today, we are jumping in the India into the Indianapolis Colts. Um, the Colts are an interesting team. This is Frank Reich again. Uh, same, this is the same coach. Uh, new QB, same QB guru. Frank Reich has now had four different veteran QBs in his four years as the head coach of the Colts. It was Andrew Luck, and then it was Phillip Rivers, and then it was Carson Wentz, and now it's going to be Matt Ryan. Uh, the offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady, is in Oh, yes. Let's let us not forget Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, um, Marcus Brady is in his second season, took over for Nick Sirianni last year. QB coach for the three years with the Colts before that offensive coach in the CFL for nine years before that, before landing with the Colts last season, they were ninth in the NFL in scoring, ran the ball 49% of the time, which is fifth most in the NFL. Their big addition was quarterback. Matt Ryan, their big loss was QB Nick Foles. But let's go into some more uh, additions. Additions. Carson Wentz. I'm sorry. Another addition is Nick (laughs) Foles. Loss is Carson Wentz. Thank you, Michael. Um, They also added Nick Foles. They added running back Philip Lindsay, which I think is a little bit of an interesting one. You might not think feel that way, but I think it's a little interesting. And right tackle Dennis Kelly. The rookies they drafted, Alec Pierce, wide receiver in the second round, tight end Jelani Woods in the third round, and tackle Bernard Raymond in the third round. They also lost left tackle Eric Fisher, who has uh, kind of 
really been the right tackle of the franchise for a minute now, ever since he came back, uh, ever since he got traded from the Chiefs. Wide receiver Zach Pascal, wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, when you're talking about a guy who's connected to a franchise, T.Y. Hilton, um, a free agent at the moment, and right guard Mike Glowinski. Uh, two new linemen, but they still have their young three linemen that are the core. So their their line, although it could be getting worse, um, probably is going to still be one of the top units. QB first, Matt Ryan. I feel like I should refrain from this one. Everyone knows how I feel about Matt Ryan. Matt Please Ryan do. Is, Matt Ryan is the garbage time king. Matt Ryan has made a career of falling behind early and putting up a bunch of late numbers where the team doesn't really have a chance to come back. Uh, his I know that part of that is because he's been playing with a terrible defense all these years, and I get that, but I just don't see Matt Ryan as someone who can carry. With that being said, Matt Ryan has supported some wide receiver ones in that time. I'm just not sure that that time is going to happen with a very improved defense for the Colts. With that being said, get into the QB. A lot of people are, are considering Matt Ryan like, I know the Colts themselves are like, Oh my God, Matt Ryan is the god of quarterbacks, and we love him. And we'll like it, it's like a little ridiculous. All the news is coming out of camp. How do we feel about Matt Ryan in this fantasy season? I just want to say, Tim, Tim prefaces it with, "I'm going to refrain from this," and then spends 90 seconds shitting on. That's Matt what Ryan. he does. <laughs> That's what he does, man. But I, I mean, said I should refrain. You know from what? This. For, Not for, I'm going to. For, for good reason, I think, um, even in a, a Falcons offense that was incredibly high volume in passing um, and needed to play from behind a lot, which, as Tim alluded, usually does give you good QB numbers, as we saw with Jalen Hurts. Um, playing from behind is great for fantasy, right? We know that they're going to try to turn up the pace, turn up the offense, more opportunities for scoring. Good things. But even with that being said... He had a 0.54 true throw value, ranked 23rd, and only 13.1 points per game in that offense. Under 4,000 yards with only 20 touchdowns in that offense. 38th ranked ADOT, 47.8% uh, deep completion percentage. So, like, <clears throat> Matt Ryan is declining. Do I think he's an upgrade from Carson Wentz? Absolutely. And specifically, I think he's an upgrade from Carson Wentz in that offense. Um, I think Matt Ryan's going to check down to... Uh, Jonathan Taylor more, Naheem Hines more. I think he's going to be giving higher value targets to Michael Pittman than Wentz was able to deliver to him. Um, so, yeah, I don't feel good about rostering Matt Ryan, and I don't think you should expect anything higher than a QB 15 finish overall and in points per game. But I do think he's a little bit better for the instant compared to Wentz was, and in turn is a little bit better for the other fantasy options. So let's get into wide receivers then. Cause Michael, I know you have strong thoughts yeah. about Michael Pittman. And I know that on the other side, Matt has strong thoughts about Michael Pittman. So again, we have, we're, we're, we're going to pit man to man. Ew. Pit man. Uh, about Michael Pittman. So Michael, let's start with you about Michael Pittman. Cause you, you are the wide receiver guy on this, on this section where, um, why do you hate? Why do you hate <laughs> yeah. crushing people's joy, Michael? Yeah, why look, do you hate I, Mike? When Michael Pittman came out, I was a huge fan of his. I wanted the That's Jets to draft true. him. He's been everything. Like he's been everything I expected. He's just being yeah, overdrafted. He's, awesome. he's just being oh, overdrafted. Yeah. Right now, his ADP is wide receiver thirteen. There's a zero percent chance I draft Michael Pittman at ADP in redraft leagues. I still can't believe he's going that high. He ended as a wide receiver eighteen last year. Yes. 
but he was the wide receiver at 27 in points per game, which is a big difference. Um, he had a fairly decent amount of mediocre weeks. Um, he ended outside the top 36 wide receivers, seven of 16 weeks. He saw 129 targets on the season, which was 14th in the league and had a 24.8% target share, which was ninth in the league. Ooh. Yeah. And this was with Carson Wentz. Yes. Um, but look, Michael Pittman's true target value was 25th. So he even slightly underperformed his, uh, true target value ending 27th in points per game. Look, Carson Wentz though, Matt Ryan is his new QB. Everyone knows that Matt Ryan is an upgrade from Carson Wentz, but Matt Ryan had a 27th overall true throw value in 2021, 22nd overall in 2020. And Carson Wentz was 20th overall in true throw value in 2021. So Matt Ryan hasn't even matched Carson Wentz's 2021 true throw value each of the last two years. And the Colts were 16th in pass attempts. So it's not like it was this team that wasn't passing the ball at all. Yes, Matt Ryan is probably a better downfield thrower, and they will be thrown downfield more, though. I'm not trying to say that Carson Wentz is better than Matt Ryan. I don't believe that to be the case. I just think there's a big issue here when people are selecting Michael Pittman at wide receiver 13 when it's no guarantee that Matt Ryan is that much better than Carson Wentz. I think Michael Pittman, to reach that ADP, uh, to match that ADP, would have to be a 30% target share guy like a Devontae Adams of the world. Ding, 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 ding. All right, your time is up. Matt, go ahead. I mean, I'm actually slightly conceding defeat with with his cost of ADP, and it's something that I've reiterated on the show the entire time that we've been doing these heat waves. Is I'm not necessarily a fan of drafting somebody at their ceiling, and I think wide receiver one is absolutely his ceiling. So, uh, you know, wide receiver thirteen, you're you're asking wide receiver twelve points per game. You know what I'm trying to say? So that's you don't feel super confident about that with Michael Pittman, considering the opportunity share that you know they want to feed Jonathan Taylor. But again, I will step back and say that I, I think Matt Ryan is an upgrade and that I, I like target share. I like guys that earn opportunities. He lit up reception perception. Go check it out. Michael Pittman's a phenomenal separator for everybody that thinks that he's not a good route runner. Separation is a different thing than just like breaking a guy's ankles off of the press. And look at Jerry Judy, supposedly a great separator. Where have all of these amazing performances been? They haven't. Um, yeah. Michael Pittman separates at the point of attack and he does it almost as good as anybody in the league. So something similar, and I'm not putting him in this realm, but something very similar to what Julio Jones was really good at. So I know Matt Ryan is on the decline, but I think we're going to see potentially <laughs> Michael Pittman's best season here. Yo, the uh, honestly, you, I don't a know lot if of... that best season equates to a wide receiver one finish. You dropped a lot of bars there. None better than the, the fact that you pronounce Julio Jones, Julio. Julio uh, I do it every time. And I do it on, at this point in my life, I'm, I do it on purpose. <laughs> like, uh, speaking of doing it on Tim, purpose. Wait, I would like to touch on oh Alec Pierce. God. Oh, no, my God. Oh, my God. I was about, to, I was just about, to. I was just about to transition to Alex Pierce. Pierce I thought Michael. you were going to transition to Jonathan Taylor. Me too. Never assume. <laughs> Tim, you know, people who aren't watching the video and are only listening. They can't right. see your facial expressions. YouTube.com slash Roto Fantasy. And, Look, and on the on the app, which you can do picture in picture on the app and be on other apps while you watch. While you watch. It's amazing. Hey, yo. All right. Now, big box me, Tim, because I'm about to talk about Alec Pierce. ADP is at wide receiver 65. Huge drop off from where Michael Pittman is going. Um, expected to battle for the number two job, if not just be handed it. He doesn't really have competition for the number two job right now. Um, second round pick out of Cincinnati, 6'3", 208 pounds, 4'4", 140. 
he definitely has a size, strength, and speed to be an impact player, but he just he wasn't like a super productive collegiate player. His best season was his senior season. 52 receptions, 884 yards, and eight touchdowns, which is nothing really like right home about compared to what some of these other guys uh, put up their uh, senior seasons, if they even stay for a senior year. For Pierce, it's all about projecting him based on his intangibles at the next level. The Colts clearly liked him enough to spend the second round pick on him. Uh, like Tim said, they haven't brought back T.Y. Hilton. Their other receiving option, Paris Campbell. Don't get me started with Paris Campbell. No, I'm not going to be drafting him. So at the wide receiver 65 cost, I mean, I'm absolutely okay taking the shot with Alec Pierce there because he'll probably be one of your last two picks in the draft. And if he doesn't play well, then you could always cut him. But he has a he definitely has a shot to get a decent amount of targets in that offense. And your racist friend's definitely going to say he's in the next Cooper Cup. All right, and <laughs> over to running backs. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, if you're if you're going to take Jonathan Taylor – then you're you have a stud running back. There's not much more to talk about. You, Matt, you got me excited when you talked about Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan is definitely like he he targets his running backs. Matt Matt Ryan's MVP season, he had the most yards after the catch in the league by far, and a lot of that was because Tevin Coleman and the uh, Devontae Foreman uh, Freeman, excuse me, were so good. So you could kind of see. A Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines kind of situation where both of these guys could catch some passes out of the backfield for Matt Ryan, especially because it's going to be Michael Pittman and kind of no one else. I feel like one of the reasons why I like Michael Pittman is because if there's one thing that Matt Ryan has been able to do in his career, it's hyper target his number one receiver. So I have a lot of I have a lot of um, I have a lot of faith that he's going to hyper target Michael Pittman and then he's going to hyper target his running backs like he always does. And that leads us into those running backs. So let's talk about them. JT, Naheem Hines, how are we feeling? Yeah, look, JT is probably like the lamest consensus number one overall pick in the past several what years. What are you talking about? And what man? I mean by lamest is that he's the safest, like first overall pick that we've seen. Um, because last season he was the overall RB1. It was the lowest R over overall RB1 season since 2015. And he's just, Thank he's you. not a, big pass catching threat um he went 40 receptions 360 receiving yards and two touchdowns through the air on 51 targets the 51 targets actually a 9.8 percent uh target share which was 12th in the league which was higher than i expected for jonathan taylor um but with that being said it's more just like fine receiving production rather than it is helpful it's certainly not cmc austin eckler or any of those guys those guys have higher ceilings because of that um but JT, it's just he's a monster on the ground. He ran 332 times, 1,811 yards, 18 touchdowns. Derrick Henry-type rushing pr- production, and that's why he's going as high as he is. He finished the season with 564 rushing yards over expected, which was 196 yards more than second-place Nick Chubb. He also ended second overall in rushing yards over attempt, which is absolutely bananas because he ran the ball 332 times. The efficiency and just straight up monstrosity that he was on the field was crazy. I just think he classic, doesn't have the classic vocabulary from our from our grandfather, monstrosity. He doesn't have the upside of a healthy CMC. Agreed. Like, that, I, that's my yeah, only gripe. Yeah, he he got outscored by Cooper Cup by like sixty points last season. Like I, he's just a safer first overall pick than we are typically used to, which. Is whatever. I'm still okay taking him number one overall because he's going to produce and he's going to be a good producer for your team. 
Yeah, I think consistency. I mean, the kid's an he brings consistency talent. like crazy. Yeah, he does. There's not, there is no like downside to that selection. I, I do just, I, I agree. I think that a player like CMC and potentially even Austin Eckler, who we saw was like neck and neck with JT in points per game until, you know, the, the final two weeks um, when Austin Eckler got hurt and, and JT kind of kept rolling. Justin Jackson uh, blew up there. But, yeah, I mean, a quick side note too. Matt Ryan does target the quarterbacks at like an incredibly high rate, um, even considering like historic uh, QB targets. He's right up there in like the top ten of all time. I think seven point three running back targets per game. So, and and you know, as our lead data analyst Cass has proven, uh, um, running back targets are certainly a product of the quarterback uh, more so than wide receivers or tight ends who earn and command their target share. Um, so I do think that there's an opportunity for him to have a higher re- receiving ceiling. And I, I mean, one, one is, yeah, if you're getting Jonathan Taylor, that's what it'll cost. And just to touch on the, uh, the receiving ceiling, cause like Naheem Hines is like, you know, he's the pass catching back. They're already saying they're excited about getting him involved this year, but Naheem Hines has been a part of the Colts for the last two years with Jonathan Taylor. Um, when JT was a rookie, Hines had eight games as a top 30 back with four RB1 performances. Very, very helpful. Um, Last season, he only had four games as a top 30 back, one RB1 performance. His target share dropped from 13.8% to 10.9%. I'm still okay drafting him at his ADP RB43, like a bi-week replacement type guy. But I think the days where he was like super helpful are gone. He's going to be more of a hit or miss type guy because... I mean, the target share dropped from year over year from Taylor's rookie to sophomore year. I wouldn't expect it to like shoot back up now in the third year, unless, like you said, Matt, maybe Matt Ryan starts sprinkling the running backs with a bunch of targets and Hines does become um, more useful again. But at RB43 cost, I'm certainly OK drafting him there. Let's move on to these tight ends. Uh, I think that one of my favorite sleepers, I'm not, not that I think, I think one, my favorite sleeper at tight end is probably Molly Cox. Uh, this is a guy who's been involved in the offense before. Uh, he's giant. He's just a, a, a he gi- played basketball. ginormous human being. <laughs> he played basketball. Um, I don't get it. Are you making fun of that? That's like a thing. That's always like, yeah, exactly, for tight ends. Fifth season in the NFL, 6'5", 267. Colts tight ends are always productive. The only problem is you don't know where it's coming from because it's Jack Doyle plus someone else. It, like the last few years has been... Yeah, Trey Burns good, but Jack Doyle's there to steal his shit, and you know, uh, and Jack Doyle comes and steals it. Eric, it's Jack Doyle, like so. Jack Doyle was just coming and stealing everyone's work, at, but now there's no more Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle, uh, happy retirement. Jack Doyle, an undrafted free agent, but had a good had a good career. Uh, I like Molly Cox. He's at tight end twenty two right now. Around, I'm sorry, that's uh, Ingram. He's even lower than Ingram in the in the twenties. I like taking a chance on him with one of my last picks. If you're if you're punting tight end, you're streaming tight end. Wouldn't it be a bad guy to start the streaming process off with. Um, how are we feeling about Mr. Mo Ali Cox? I mean, Mo Ali's like a jump ball specialist that's going to score you two touchdowns or nothing. Um, I, I, considering how shallow the receiving depth chart is, and that it's essentially just a bunch of dudes that are like six three plus and run four fours. Like I do think he fits into a similar role that Alec Pierce could fit into or or that Paris Campbell is supposed to have. So I think they could run him a lot from the slot, which is maybe kind of an underrated storyline that we're not talking about with Mo Ali Cox is that he might have more of an improved receiving role. Um yeah, I mean 
the upside is there for for weekly spike weeks. I, I think inconsistency has always been his downturn, and I, I do believe that we're going to continue to see inconsistent weeks. Um, but he's he's certainly a, a viable streaming option. He's certainly a great sleeper late. Um, even in that same realm of Evan Ingram, is we, we've seen the guy perform. He he can play well at an NFL level when given an opportunity. So, and, and familiar with the offense and the offensive system. Um, yeah, I, I like Moali Cox late, but I love Jelani Woods. And and I know that's more of a dynasty play, but I, like that kid's the most athletic tight end in the history of football, not hyperbole. He has a perfect 10 out of 10 um, relative athletic score, ranking one out of 1,014 tight ends from uh, 87 to 2002. Like the kid is just an absolute monster. 6'7", 253, ran a 4'6", uh, has a near 40-inch vertical, a 10 or a 10-foot broad jump. Like that's the guy that I'm excited to watch in this offense, regardless of position. And I really hope they give him a little bit of run in his rookie season. I don't think I he's viable to... for redraft leagues, but man, I love that kid. And I just want to add that Mo Ali Cox is one of my... Uh most uh drafted late round tight ends in best ball leagues him and austin hooper who we will be talking about in the uh next episode another tight end that i really love this year all right let's go on to our bold yeah. predictions i'm starting these bold predictions because i want matt ryan slander all day every day baby i'm here for it it's gonna be the at this time last year i put out a tweet and that tweet is this is going to be matt ryan's last year as a starter for the falcons next year He'll start for someone, some someone else, a mediocre team, and be mediocre, and then that'll be it. That's what I that's what I tweeted last year, and I'm sticking to it. He's mediocre. He's gonna be on a mediocre team. The Colts are gonna probably be a mediocre franchise. Uh, they have the easiest division ever, so it's gonna probably hide some scars. But if Trevor Lawrence becomes like a, an insane first round pick type of talent, this division is not a runaway. For, for the Colts, uh, if the Titans, if Traylon Burks takes A.J. Brown's slot with, you know, with some sort of consistency, they're going to beat the Colts. So I, I feel like the Colts are counting their chickens on Matt Ryan, and I think this is Matt Ryan's last season as a starter in the NFL. Dun, dun, dun. All right, I'll say uh, Michael Pittman ends outside the top 24 in points per game. Wow, fuck, bro, damn. That's, that's a, hard. That's, that's hardcore. Stabbed hard in the heart. That's hardcore, man. <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy, but then you got guys like AJ Brown who ended outside the top twenty-four in points per game last year, which you would never have expected either. You know what? I I've got a kind of a more football prediction, but it's fantasy, so they would be relative to his points. I think Jelani Wood gets five plus touchdowns this season. Ooh, I like it. Nice. All right. With that being said. We are gone. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. We are going to be going till tomorrow um, as as Tony Reality and actually first Max Kellerman just staying around the horn. Hold on. Let me switch these cameras so I can go bada boom. Ba boom. Um, as they say, we're taking a 23 and a half hour break. We'll see you tomorrow at this time. So, yeah, uh, finishing out the AFC South. Uh, you can find Matt at PsychWardFF. You can find Michael at BrotoFFMike. You can find me at BrotoFFTim. At Brodo Fantasy for everything. At FF by Brodo for customer service or anything to do with the app. And Brodo FF Jason and Brodo FF Casanova for the rest of the team. That being said, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Later.